Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. The Armor of God, Belt of Truth, Part 2 of 7. Key verses, Ephesians 6.14. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. In order to fully appreciate the need for spiritual armor, we should look at the world around us today and at what is happening in Western societies. Evil is on the march. Just in my lifetime, since I became an adult about 50 years ago, evil is being accepted and promoted in ways and places unimaginable back then. And when praying recently, I asked God if he is punishing our nation for the rampant sin being embraced by the majority of our people. And I got the image in my mind of God stepping back with hands raised, palms out, saying, this is not me. This is the human race without my influence of restraint. And that fits with the way our nation is today, not wanting any involvement of God and trying to legislate him out of existence. But if you think about it, the only reason we have law and order is under the influence of God. Let me clarify. When I say law and order, I mean that kind of law that seeks to protect us and enable us to have a peaceful order. Totalitarian regimes, they have law and order, but only so far as to keep and maintain power, the power of total control over those souls trapped within such a system. To be concise, there are essentially two types of government, those of freedom and those of repression. Now, likewise, in the spiritual realm, there are two governing powers, that of God and that of Satan. The positive of this is Satan only has rule as God allows. And now why would God allow evil to exist in the first place? Without trying to unravel a mystery that predates what we know about creation, the Bible teaches that sometime before the human race was created, an angelic being in heaven rebelled against God's rule. This being we know as Satan and he was cast down to the earth and currently wages war against us as God's people. And then Jesus described this enemy of ours in John 10.10. The Bible reads, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The thief alluded to is Satan. He is here to kill, steal, and destroy. Hence the need for God's armor. The devotion focus is the belt of truth is crucial to all other armor. Now, why do you think God had Paul write in Ephesians 6.14, the belt of truth is first, as far as application goes, instead of the belt of faith? Now, this is my personal belief. Truth must come first, then faith, because we build on the truth of what Scripture has to say about trusting God, or the need for faith. Also, when thinking of the analogy of Roman armor as it applies to spiritual armor, the Roman belt must have been put on first because other pieces of armor and weaponry attached to it and hung from it. Now, Jesus said in John 8:32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. At that time, he was confronting Jewish religious leaders And his implication to them is that they were in spiritual bondage. His truth is intended to free anyone 
and everyone from spiritual bondage in whatever form. And here's the thing. We must choose the truth, and not only that, but apply the truth, much like putting on a belt. And a side note here, I recently had a long conversation with an atheist, and I met my match when it came to defending my faith against his claims. A difficulty for me was he has read the Bible all the way through more times than I have, his six times versus my three times. And this encounter has motivated me to learn and understand Bible truth more deeply than I have been doing. And then as to armoring up, when God's truth is firmly in place, only then can we put in place the breastplate of righteousness. You see, God's truth, when lived by and applied to our everyday lives, leads to righteous living. And righteous living means always doing what is right. And what is right or more right than being truthful, of being a person who is always known for telling the truth, of always doing right by other people. If I belt on God's truth by daily Bible study and application, then when difficult situations arise requiring I tell the truth, I don't have to stall and equivocate. And this is despicable, by the way, for a Christian to pause when the need for honesty presents itself. And now listen, I know there are times when we must be honest and we know the truth is going to hurt. But if we live by God's truth and have committed to being a man or woman of integrity, this is exactly when our practice of putting on the belt of truth becomes evident and we don't lie to avoid consequences we fear. The only thing to consider in those moments is how to tell the truth without crushing someone. Now, one other despicable practice I hear a lot, and one I've committed before, is to justify lying by calling it a little white lie. Now, this is what God says about those little white lies in Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. Verse 16, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Verse 17, a proud look, a lying tongue hands that shed innocent blood. Verse 18, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil. Verse 19, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. To paraphrase these verses goes like this, God hates lying as his enemy, something his enemies do, and he finds lying disgusting. And that's literal translation from the original language. Now, I've had someone tell me once, she was always honest, but will lie when she can't make it to an appointment or is late. And this, God says, is disgusting. But why do we do this? I believe it is because we don't know enough of God's truth, and it can be traced back to a lack of Bible reading and study. I can hear the excuses now, and in fact, I've used them myself. I don't have enough time. It, meaning the Bible, is hard to understand. I read devotions instead. They make me feel better. But brothers and sisters, this is why Christians are so weak in Western societies, a lack of Bible truth. They are going out to try and serve the Lord with a crucial piece of armor missing. In summary, to armor up with truth is an ongoing process. 
We need a strong belt circling us if we're going to go out and serve the lost souls with whom we come in contact with every day. God's truth leads the way. Are you walking in it? If not, why not? The action to consider is armor is not needed within safe confines. We don't armor up to sit safely in church or at home while others fight the Lord's battles. Armor protects us as we go out. When we go and find the gates of hell and crash them, untold billions will go to hell for all time with no escape. And then once they are there in hell, we cannot rescue them. Now is the time to put on your armor, and it starts with God's truth strapped on so tightly no one can rip it away. Not an atheist, not a cultist, not their master, Satan himself. Next week's devotion, The Breastplate of Righteousness, Part 3 of 7. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.